Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. So this last Sunday was All Saints Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. And you always say that that is one of, why is that one of your favorite Sundays? Because I think you just deal with a very real topic, death and uh, what to do with the grief of losing people you love. That is probably one of the biggest struggles that people deal with in their lives. And this Sunday we talk about it unapologetically and say, yes, this is hard, um, but as Christians, how do we deal with that particular emotion and that particular grief? Yeah. Uh, And I know for some of the people watching that um, it's been tough over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been tough for all of us. Right. But, you know, I, I think I can say this. I know... Jan, you and Dave have struggled with losing um, children and family members, and uh, whenever we lose anyone, it's tough. But uh, yes. well, but, I, but we need to deal with it. That's right. And I think I mean I think you were saying a couple of things in in jest on your message, but I think it's also important to remember that grief isn't always just the loss of someone. I mean, it no. could be the loss of something. Right, yeah, you know, well, like I wasn't an experience. in jest. Oh, yeah. It can I be, mean, I can... know you no longer wake up without aches and pains, and you're grieving oh, that. that's true. <laughs> you wait, yes, I didn't you can, hear a sermon. He wakes you, up without what? You can grieve the loss of your health. Mm. Of Yeah, you can grieve the loss of uh, pain-free, pain-free mornings. <laughs> yes. But you can also grieve the loss of a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, loss of a dream. Lots of a dream. I've That's always a wanted one. to do this, and then you get to a certain point and realize mm-hmm. I'm probably never going to. I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah, I've always wanted to play professional basketball. I don't think I'm going to get there at this point. Or professional volleyball. That could still happen, but um, probably not. Probably not. Um, but I think uh, we have a lot of people in our, in our congregation right now that are going grieving the loss of relationships. We have people going through very difficult divorces. Uh, we have people that are dealing with very sick children. You know, they're grieving the loss of normalcy or just grieving the loss of the health of their child, not their own health. Yeah, there's lots of different types of grief. I mean, All Saints Sunday, we specifically focus in on the grief of losing a loved one to Mm -hmm. death. But I think most of the things that we talk about also apply to these other types of grief. Well, and one of the things uh, you and I talked about, because I was preaching up at the lakes, and I know most people did not see that message. So we're focusing yours, but it's Mm -hmm. very similar kinds of comments I think that we each had and that is we all experience grief but the real drought maker becomes that unresolved grief mm-hmm. I mean grief that um, is never dealt with or never processed yeah and uh, one of the, th- the quotes I found I need to pick up my notes and read it but I was looking at what are some of the signs of unresolved grief and uh, it includes sudden angry outbursts rage chronic negativity 
being easily triggered or having overly intense emotional reactions, mm -hmm. recurring or long-lasting depression, chronic anxiety, excessive guilt, constant crying or feeling weaky, or weepy, shame and codependency. And, and, oh, codependency is one yeah, of those, huh? Yeah. That's interesting that codependency is a sign of unresolved grief. Potential sign, yep. Mm. yep. Yeah. And, and, and it's that stuff. Uh, you know, because I, I was sharing, I lost my parents 20, 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there are times I still get a tear in my eye. Mm -hmm. And so I still grieve the loss of them, but it's not unresolved at this stage by any sense. Yeah, there was interesting. I, what? Um, the reality, this is something that I got from a, an author. It says, the reality is grief for someone you have lost never fully goes away. You learn to heal and to move on if you deal with it. You learn to rebuild your life around the loss. I call it living in the new reality of a life without that mm -hmm. person or if you're other types of grief without those things in your life, right? Uh, you learn to rebuild your life around the loss you have suffered and to be hopeful again in a different way, but hopeful nevertheless. Um, yeah, I thought that's, that's really good. But when you're... When you don't resolve it, when you don't deal with it, it's interesting that the people that don't deal with their grief, in a sense, feel like they're being strong or they're just getting over it. And really all they're doing is just pushing it down. And it comes out with all of these other things, yeah. you know, the negativity, not being open into, to another relationship because you don't want to hurt. You don't mm -hmm. want to get hurt. Um, depression, anxiety, guilt. That's interesting because it does it does bubble to the surface, but it doesn't bubble to the surface in any healthy ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at at the Lakes campus, I interviewed Jim Lutke. Jim is a member of uh, our congregation at the Lakes campus, member of our church council. Jim has actually led grief support groups, mm. and uh, one of the things uh, that he was mentioning is that you know one of the difficult things when people, especially have lost a loved one is so many people don't know what to say. And so they say nothing at all. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways you have to deal with grief is being able to talk mm -hmm. uh, and to be able to talk about those that we've lost. And yeah. people want to talk about their lost spouse or their lost mm -hmm. child and that. But if we feel like, well, you know, I don't want to bring it up, but that's maybe exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, he, and he said it takes time. Uh, and it takes tears. talking, and it takes tears. Yeah. Yeah. It takes tears, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting you said that because it's like um, we get nervous. We don't want to bring it up, but it's like that person didn't forget that that happened. You know, they, right. you're not bringing up something they don't already know. And, and I think it actually feels better because you don't, it takes that burden off of the person experiencing the grief. It almost gives you a freedom to speak about it because sometimes... Um, when you're grieving and you're, you know, you want to talk about that person that you love that you lost, you almost can feel like you're burdening someone or like, I don't want to keep bringing this up. Mm -hmm. But when you have that permission from them by them asking, I think it helps, it helps open that up to resolve some of that grief Truly because it does, does. take yeah. talking. Yep. It does. You know, it's interesting as a pastor, we will sometimes, you know, you, people call you up, they want you to do the funeral and then. Uh, we try to follow up usually a week or two after, after all the family's gone and all the busyness. Because that's when people, in the busyness, you cannot grieve. But mm -hmm. then when everything slows down and you're left with your empty house or you're left with the changed situation uh, a couple weeks later and, and not surrounded by people that are keeping you busy or taking care of estate issues. And I can 
usually tell when someone's not going to deal with the grief because they will not contact me back or they won't take my calls. And it's because they don't want to have that conversation. They don't want to face that pain. I mean, these are usually people that are members or people that I, that are pretty connected to the church. So it isn't like some random stranger that I'm calling, but, but I, and, and it's almost for sure. If, if, yeah, you know, I'll usually call a couple of times, two or three times. You don't want to force yourself on someone, but if they don't ever get back to me or don't ever take that call, Hey, they don't like me, which is very rare because everybody likes me. Um, or second, <laughs> they just don't want to have to talk about that person. Mm-hmm. And that usually isn't very healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, it it can feel uncomfortable when you are still feeling that grief to be so sad with other people. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you feel like you're a burden to them with your sadness, Mm. you know, and I think um, it just is probably on the other person to Oh, so maybe it's more of a guilt thing, is what you're saying. I mean, I feel like that's how I have felt in the past when I've had, you know... Even if someone's specifically calling you to say... Um, just checking in, want to see how you're doing, and you know that that person is a very safe person to talk to. Even then, you still don't want to have that burden of sharing your hurt with that person. Yeah, and I think you talked about it in your sermon. And your it's almost like this expectation that, like, after a couple of weeks, we're supposed to be ready to like move on and function and mm-hmm. be like going, carrying on with our lives. So it's almost like you are maybe you feel like you're not doing it right if you're still feeling sad a couple of weeks later. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and what I said was, that, you know, maybe two weeks is arbitrary, but in America it's like, well, get over it. You Time know? to move yeah, on. Move you get on with your life. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Why, why is it still bugging you? Yes. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm going to see if this works. Hang with me for a second. But Tommy, or Connie made the comment. Uh, she caught the three T's, which yeah. were time, talk, and tears. Yeah. And so... Mm, that's good. Let me just see here. We've got um, uh, Jan said, thank you, Jan, for those sweet words. But she said, I was very blessed. I had two wonderful pastors to help me. Uh, mm. Thank you, Pastor Don, Pastor Scott. But part of it, Jan, was you were willing to talk. And it was difficult for you, undoubtedly. You know what, though? And I, Jan, I'm not throwing Jan on the okay. bus, but initially she she struggled to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Jan, when we first started having those conversations that you did struggle and um but eventually and i think it was dave really helped her and then her faith really helped her and she began to open up a little bit and that's when she began to heal really and it was a process it was a process for sure but you're there yeah she's yeah and boy it's almost this (laughs) you have when you have a lot of friends and family and loved ones and you live for a long period of time you're going to experience grief yeah people are you're going to lose people that you care about i i shared at the lakes campus when my mom died uh my wife and my mom were very close and debbie said why does this hurt so much i said well it hurts so much because you loved her you loved them and she loved you and you know you you don't like the hurt but aren't you glad you had the love yeah yeah that's one of the points that it kind of made in, in my message is remember and be thankful for what you have, um, you know, because as I said, the great theologian Winnie the Pooh <laughs> says, how lucky am I to have had something that makes saying goodbye so hard? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah, there's a way to not grieve your whole life. Just never allow yourself to love and get close to anybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then you don't have to grieve. Yeah, exactly. But what kind of life is that? Nah. And that's another 
problem with unresolved grief is that when people don't deal and they continue to push that away, they don't allow themselves to get deeper into those relationships again because they don't want to experience that hurt. And when it piles up, you know, because if you don't deal with unresolved grief and unresolved grief, it deals up and then it gets very scary to deal with. So the only way to not deal with any kind of grief is to not allow yourself to get close to people. Wasn't that like Scrooge? Wasn't that his problem? I mean, he was so in his grief, he like put up a wall and then, you know, he was just mean and he had all those symptoms of unresolved grief. And What was he grieving? I don't know. His, I don't his know partner, his old partner had died. Had died. Oh, yeah. yeah. i forgotten that part of the story. I haven't watched Scrooge in a while. I probably should watch <laughs> one of the six different Scrooges that are out there. I recommend those... the Mickey Mouse version. Okay. That's the one I watch most frequently. It's about that season. Yeah. yeah. So the drought buster is unresolved grief. What's the drought... Or, excuse me, the drought maker is drought unresolved, makes unresolved grief. grief. What changes that? Well, I don't know. What do you guys think? Who paid attention to the sermon? <laughs> Uh, let, let me, Connie, if I may, um, Connie said, upon learning of our younger son, Matt's sudden death, our Thursday Bible class, which was a few years ago, still, but Connie was here a few years ago, mm-hmm. was my support group and my sounding board. And I remember those times, Tommy, and Connie. they were, or Connie, and they were there for you. And yeah. yeah, It was good that you were here so you could be with them through that time. That's a nice feature. You can put what they say up on the mm-hmm. screen. That's really good. Well, obviously, we talked about it. it's hope. The drought maker is grief, and and probably even more specifically, unresolved grief, because mm-hmm. grief is a part of life. Yep. It that doesn't necessarily have to dry out your soul. It'll hurt your soul, but if you, it's unresolved, that's when your soul begins to dry. Yep. Dry up. Yep. So it's hope, and you know, it's hope is a big word, but you very realistically, how do you bring that hope into your grief? You said the you said the three T's. I, that's interesting. What'd you say? Talk, time, and tears. Talk, time, and tears. Yeah, I like Jim, that. Jim was sharing that that's what they talk about in their grief support groups. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know it, it is going to take time to get to a better place, but you're still going to grieve. Like I said, I, I, certain songs are played in church, especially mm. uh, at our traditional services, and I remember standing next to my dad as a young boy, and that'll bring a tear to my eye because I miss him. Yeah, um, and, and and my mom, but uh, but it's also the promises I heard as that young boy standing next to my mom and dad singing those hymns that give me hope today, and is the hope that we as Christians have is that because of God's love and what Jesus did on the cross and His resurrection, someday there's a reunion yeah. with those who've gone before us. And I always encourage people uh, to find those other people that would be willing to talk about that person. Maybe it's family members. You know, and, and as a pastor, I encourage people when the family all comes together for the funeral, that's what, you know, to talk about them, share stories, spend, have a glass of wine together over the dinner, at the dinner table and just share stories about the person that's gone. Um, don't be afraid to talk about them. Don't be afraid to talk about some of the ways they disappointed you. Don't be afraid to talk about some of the ways that you're going to miss them, you know, and that's, that's, but after those two weeks are over and everybody leaves and goes back to their lives, you still have to create those spaces to continue to talk about that person. That's right. 
And I think, too, um, you kind of mentioned it. I think it's important to not feel guilty if there's anger associated with your grief. Because I think that's just a normal part of it, too. It's okay to feel angry that this person is gone. Even though you know the the hope and the promises that are there, you can still have both of those feelings, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I have a little bit of anger at myself and or my relationship with my father. There were some things that we needed to resolve before he died, and we never did. Mm. And... um, you know, and that's that's part of my grief uh, when I think about that is that that I didn't have the courage to. Well, I tried to talk about it a couple of times. He wasn't willing to, but um, didn't wasn't able to find a way to resolve some of those things between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think sometimes there's a the grief mm-hmm. that comes with the person being gone, and there's the grief of what like you didn't get to have. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it's, it's you know, one. you hear some of um, some of our comments here of their their children you know i mean you're grieving the loss of your child but you're also grieving the loss of like that life that could have that you probably think could have been you know like oh if if they hadn't passed away this young what could have been you know 10 years from now or whatever i mean i feel like i know that i've talked to people helping here with funerals and that's a big thing that you hear is like, oh, I just, you know, they didn't get to have this relationship with my child or mm, I didn't yeah. get to see them, yeah. be, you know, be in this role here. And I think those are parallel griefs that are kind of running along. And I think that second one kind of comes up frequently when you experience things. And you're like, oh, you're grieving the loss of like if that person could have been here to experience it with me sort of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah that makes sense. See, this is interesting because this is a topic where the conversation really flows. It's it's one that I think touches everybody. And you're not even that old. I mean, you're kind of. You, I mean, you're getting kind of old. <laughs> but you're not that old, and yet you understand this concept. You don't have to live very long before you right. deal with this. You really don't. What I really liked your from your message, Pastor Don, when you talked about the Colossians verse, because it talks about like, um, you know, do not think of only the things down here on earth and. And, you know, a couple years ago, we lost my sister suddenly and tragically, and she has a daughter. And it's like, for the longest time, I was so stuck on like, oh, like she has this daughter that she's leaving behind and she's young. I mean, she's younger than me and I'm young. So <laughs> yes, exactly. So she's really young. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it was finally, I mean, that kind of hit me because that's when I finally felt a shift is when I really started focusing on, you know, she had a lot of struggles in her life while while she was alive. And I just think of like, man, now I get to think of what she has there versus like focusing yeah. so much on what she left behind here, you know? And, and it and it really feels comforting to me to know that, that she is free from a lot of maybe the pain she was experiencing yep. mm. and kind of like gets to be in this place of, you know, be, just being the feeling freedom from what she was suffering from. And, yeah. and knowing that we all get to be here still to love on her daughter. So, I think that's really helpful. So that hope has really helped you. Mm-hmm. That promise of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. her. Yeah, yeah, it was really important. Yeah. yeah. And I think people, you know, you're a person of faith. And I think other people of faith, that that's where they cling. You know, and that's where I cling too. Is knowing that someday uh, there's a reunion. But in the meantime... They're in a better place. Mm-hmm. There is no more pain. There is no more crying. There are no more tears. There is no right. more mourning. Yeah, because in the meantime, they're in heaven, yeah. and, we're, and we still have to deal with the meantime. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it can be a little mean sometimes yeah. down here. Which actually brings me to a question I had from something you said. You said we don't want to be too heavenly 
focus that we're earthly. That we're no earthly good. Yeah, don't what be does so, that mean? Don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. In other words, it, some of our more charismatic brothers and sisters in Christ, it's all about heaven. Yeah. It's all about saving someone's soul and getting to heaven. And they, so they don't feed the homeless. They don't, okay. they don't spend a lot of time really f- thinking about how they care and love people here. Cause they're all, it's all about eternity. And if I can't convert you, well, I don't have any time for you. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe I should just be like Jesus and just love you as a human being and try to convert you through that. But if I don't, I still should try to love you. And sense. feed you and clothe you. Yeah. And clothe you and all, just all and just show and treat you with the respect that all brothers and sisters in Christ are but it's like one of those some, some Christians are like, Well, I'll be nice to you until I to convert you, but then if you're not gonna let me convert you, well then you know blank Diana. you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, I don't have any time for you. So, okay. Yeah, that's what I know that's not I remember seeing that as a bumper sticker a long time ago. Yeah. Some people are so earthly or heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Mm. Yeah. And this is, I, that's why I like the Colossians text, because it's a little bit of both, right? It's, it's uh, you think about heaven, but don't think only of earthly things. Think about them, but also think of heavenly things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a both hand. But people, a lot of people forget the heavenly things, and that's kind of what we're focused on, yeah. is making sure remember, people remember the, the heavenly stuff. Connie said, memories are our precious gifts. Open the box and enjoy with a smile, even if the memory is a sad event. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. One of the grandest, my grandfather's funeral, my grandfather, very Christian man, and one of his war buddies, he was in World War II, and one of his war buddies said, you know, when somebody dies, everybody's imperfect. But if you allow the memories to come, what happens is the tides of time will come and wash away the bad qualities. Mm-hmm. And in the remembering, the virtuous qualities will hmm. cement themselves into your heart. And I think that's very true. Um, people that people are good and bad, but most of the people that you loved, you don't remember a lot of the bad aspects yeah. of them, and you remember most of the good aspects, if you allow yourself to remember. Is that by God's design that we kind of forget some of those? and we? Well, it's like a woman going through childbirth. They kind of forget all the bad stuff. <laughs> So yeah, they'll have their kids, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we don't remember physical pain. I mean, we experience it at the time, but you don't, you know, you remember you had pain, but you don't recall it like that. Yeah. 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 And so eh, maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. Uh, we probably need to wrap up in a few yeah. minutes, but what other words of hope do we want to share as we leave today talking about? Well, I saw that we both used the revelations text so maybe we should read that i'm not sure if it's from revelations 20 or 21 depending on which one of us is accurate here but it says he will wipe every tear from their eye there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain all these things are gone forever and um that is a beautiful reminder of the where the people are especially if maybe they were old and frail or they were hurting or maybe even like your sister who had her different kinds of hurts. She was younger, but she had her own hurts in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have those hurts anymore. They don't have those kinds of pains. Even the emotional pains, uh, those things are gone forever. right? And there's no more death, so there's no more goodbyes. I spent a lot of time talking about goodbyes. Um, we don't have to deal with goodbye anymore. Um, and so that's, that's pretty hopeful to remember yeah. where they are. Yeah. 
uh, I, I like to cling to the hope too that someday that reunion comes mm -hmm. and um, the neat mm -hmm. thing about that is it doesn't end yep. and it gives me a lot of hope as well yes. I don't know how I'd you know I don't know how I'd make it if the hope wasn't there mm -hmm. I don't know how a lot of people would make it if the hope wasn't there because it's hard enough yeah. uh, with with hope but to not have the hope that we can have through God and Jesus Christ would be even tougher. Yeah. Even tougher. All right, Tommy, what do you think? Have we covered the topic well? Have we gone deeper? Yes, and I, my last thing to say is that if you do feel like you're experiencing unresolved grief, it is not too late to have that hope. Excellent. And then it's it. not too late to deal with it. That's yeah. really true. Give, give uh, Pastor Scott or myself a call. We would love to come and yep. talk to you and, and help you start to break up that log jam. Yep. And, um, yeah, absolutely. You can go to the website, goodsamlv.com, and if you need contact information, I think most of you watching right now would know how to find us, but uh, be happy to do that. So. Yeah. Any other comments here? That you yeah, uh, I, I think uh, Harry... Harry used to be here playing mm -hmm. the piano, uh, says greetings, and he enjoys the broadcasts. And uh, Connie, you asked the question that I was kind of addressing, which was how does one go through this without a faith? It's mm -hmm. not easy, because sometimes it's hard enough with faith, right? Mm -hmm. So welcome to, and Sarah, thank you for joining us after we started talking, Mandy as well. Amanda. Amanda up in Minnesota, so a uh, lot of folks there. It's great uh, have you join us yeah. for Good News at Noon from Good Sam, the deeper edition. And it's Pastor Don and Scott and Tommy. Thank you for joining Amen. us today. God bless everyone. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.